0: The Bulletin Right, uh, it's a big uh, good morning, good Monday morning to uh, ben, Str- ben Strang And, and Ben, uh, the first thing I look at here and uh, is Eddie Jones Eddie Jones uh, reportedly is going to be confirmed to be the next Japanese uh, coach According to Japanese media And I also read an article over the weekend Where he had denied it, uh, I think publicly, some 14 times
1: Cool, Smithy, yeah that's um, the worst keep secret finally coming out isn't it Uh, yeah uh, I mean we've, it's been pretty obvious since just before the World Cup isn't it that this is going to happen and uh, so I mean I I just find it you know astonishing the integrity of Eddie Jones I just think he's got no integrity left uh, with this move with the you know claims that he wasn't going to go that he hadn't talked to Japanese rugby yeah it just all seems so wrong in a lot of ways uh, I, I still think he 's got a lot to give as a rugby coach and probably can help the the Japanese rugby team develop, but I certainly wouldn't be giving him the the reins to run their entire rugby program after what he 's done to Australian rugby. so I think that they should be pretty cautious with him, um, but as a rugby coach, I still think he's got a lot to give. Um, I just think he's <laughs> I just think he 's got zero integrity as far as uh, how he deals with the media now.
0: Oh, look, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't argue with anything you said there. Uh, no integrity of the media, and um, as soon as he fronted up and started to give it to the media, think he was in the box seat, it was always going to backfire on at some stage because if you have a long history in any sport or any job or whatever, if you take the media on, you know at some point it's going to come back and uh, bite you. An interesting story over the weekend in cricket, um, and we're not just talking about the performances our, of our teams, was uh, that Lou Vincent can get back involved with cricket again after initially receiving a life ban. This is uh, an interesting topic. What's your take on this?
1: Yeah, so um, interestingly enough, I I met Lou Vincent for the first time last year. I mean, we talked about this charity test match I played. He, He was in attendance last year. Um, just sort of to watch. It was not an official game, so he was allowed to, to be there. And he was there again uh, in Whangarei uh, a week ago. And so I got to have some really good chats with him. And I'm really pleased with the guy because he's um, he's very forthcoming. He, he has been since it all happened, uh, you know, admitted his guilt, been very honest about the whole situation. And he still is. He's almost too honest about everything that's happened. But I think that if he's... He seems willing, um, but if the players' association can can tap into his uh, experience and and help to teach some of these young guys coming through and to to mentor them and, and that sort of thing, I think he'll be incredibly valuable. Um, you know, talking to him, he, he said, the, you know, the whole thing has ruined his sort of family life and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty tragic. Um, the the fact he can't coach his kids. Um, those sorts of things, pretty heartbreaking. Uh, despite the level of offending that he, you know, openly admits. So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased for him. I think it's a a good move from the ECB. I think it's good that the you know, New Zealand Cricket, um, uh, the Players Association, supported him through the process. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't be ha- more happy for the guy. I think it's about time, and uh, and he'll he'll do good things now in cricket. I think when he's when he's ready to come back.
0: Okay, interesting thought. Actually, I, I concur about Lou Vincent um, as uh, a terrific bloke, and a, as he has, he's admitted to completely and utterly admitted everything that uh, he was involved in. And you know, not an easy, not an easy thing, not an easy thing um, to deal with the aftermath. And you don't often think of the aftermath and the effect it's going to have people on yourself and people close to you when you enter into that sort of stuff. But uh, Lou Vincent, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I think he's. Um, not international cricket, but I think at least to first class cricket, he can have some sort of involvement. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see who picks him up because he's got a great uh, work ethic. And when it comes to actually playing the game, he had a terrific work ethic. He was a hard working uh, cricketer, and his results weren't too, too shabby either. Um, speaking of cricket results, uh, the White Ferns under Mealy Kerr get to win one against Pakistan, but again, it's uh, Mealy Kerr and Susie Bates. Um, so we're still. To me, not finding things out uh, enough to guarantee a future for me here.
1: Yeah, to me, it's much the same old story. Um, yeah, it's it's a better result, but um, certainly leaning on those big players. Um, Divine, obviously being out was was uh, disappointing for the for the white fans, But you know, people need to step up in her absence because, as I think I said last week, they're not going to play forever. These people. So um, yeah, Mealy Kerr is a a, a straight up superstar. She's she's a fantastic player, and I, I was actually pleased to see that she was handed the captain's armband. I think um, she is the future of this team. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I just, you know, in this ODI series in the summer to come, it would be nice to see who is going to be around her in the next decade or so to to lead this team forward. That's that's still the big question mark. Uh, it, despite a win, you know, that's a positive, but. Yeah, who's, who's, who's joining it? I just don't – it's so hard to tell. I don't know who is going to be helping Mealy Kerr in the future.
0: No, me neither. Me neither. Uh, development. We're going to talk actually to Rosemary Mare after 11 o'clock this morning. Rosemary uh, was certainly outstanding in the Halliburton Johnson. I haven't seen a lot of Halliburton Johnson. I'm not quite sure about the standard of that, Ben, whether you are or not. Uh, is that the right breeding ground for us? Is it producing what we need? Obviously, to me, from the outside looking in, No.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be, to be honest, from what I've seen, I, I think there's a real mixture of talent and and not necessarily a good breeding ground because I think that the best players in that competition are, are, are really good players and uh, it, it would be nice if they were pushed more. Um, and, and I don't see that from some of the lesser players in the competition. I think, you know, you're early in this transition into to trying to professionalise and that sort of stuff. And so um, the, the weaker players are... Fairly weak, um, and that's uh, you know that's always going to happen when you're you're early on in this process. But um, it's not a great thing for those that you are trying to develop. Maybe they need to, maybe a deal needs to be struck that they can go and play in Australia or England a bit more than they are at the moment, because that's the only way I can see them really developing.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure at level they'd have to go in that because most of them uh, would not. I mean, we can only get one or two players, in the women's big bash as it is. So whether it's a state level or if they have an A competition or a second-eleven competition over there, but it might well be a a pathway, as you say. Uh, The Black Caps uh, did it on the back of uh, Ajaz Patel, Mitchell Satner, uh, and Glenn Phillips, which is uh, really good news in terms of building depth. But, of course, with Ajaz, we know it's a very temporary depth, isn't it, because they're home soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think... uh Glenn Phillips, I think it's about time that he's had a chance in the test. You know, he only played that one in Australia a long time ago, but I've always felt like his his talent, his ability, He's a, I've, I've always thought he's a player who will probably average about 40 with the bat in test cricket, playing a, an aggressive, um, you know, middle-order sort of game, and that seems to be the case. And the fact that he's developed his bowling is a, a huge bonus because it looks like he could just tie up an end, even in New Zealand conditions. Um, now, I guess it's going to be interesting – to see what they do for the home summer, because I mean, the question marks only growing on bigger around someone like Henry Nichols. Um, there was an article last week which I think summed summed the situation up really well. As uh, there seems to be there seems to be a, a an inconsistency around selection, where Henry Nichols scored two hundred in his previous test, and so he regains you know he retains selection in conditions that he's not suited to. Ajaz Patel takes 10 wickets in an innings in India and doesn't retain selection when he comes back to New Zealand. So uh, I'd like to see more consistency. If Patel if Patel's bowling well and you're wanting to reward players for doing that, then he has to play in New Zealand. Uh, if Henry Nicholls is in the same situation as Ajaz Patel, he can't play when he comes back to New Zealand. He, he hasn't been performing. So um, big question marks there just around the consistency of selection, I think, and, and the direction that New Zealand will go when we, we have this home summer um, will be very interesting.
0: Tell me about this uh, Ben Campbell I mean I know he's a very talented young golfer He lost a five man playoff to miss Mr. Cut In live qualifiers How does that work?
1: uh yeah i i don't know a huge amount about the the live qualifiers to be fair despite the fact that i'm uh, out on the golf course today actually in in uh, lower heart at shandon um yeah I, I, I like i say i don't know a huge amount about it i, I you know i've also seen the stuff with john ram john ram moving over um it seems to me for someone like uh ben campbell this is a real Opportunity for him to to develop his game, earn some good money that perhaps wouldn't be possible in uh, you know f- for his talent at this point in his career on other tours. Um, for for someone like John Rahm moving over, I mean, all power to him. If you're going to get 400 million, then that's that's fantastic, I guess. But it is ironic when just last year he was saying that he wouldn't even move for 400 million. Maybe that was just him uh, putting out a little point to to live golf that maybe that is his number everybody has a number right so um yeah very interesting time still in golf i i thought it was sort of all over the uh, the that they were sort of coming together but it turns out that there's still some uh, competition to be had over who plays where
0: it certainly is uh, are you striding the fairways like lydia co and jason day this morning they've just won a title
1: <laughs> I I wish I'm, I'm thrilled uh, that, that Lydia Coe Played well and, and with Jason Day I mean do we Do we disown her Because she was playing With an Australian um, I'm no. just wondering if No No We're just happy That she's playing well And that's good I'll, uh, I'll take your word on that I, I wish I was playing As well as Lydia Coe This is my first round In six months And I think I found One fairway all
0: day So that's It <laughs>
1: that
0: doesn't really bode well <laughs> Well It gives you the incentive To go back and find New two next time <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely <laughs> Hopefully uh, hopefully the rest of the summer is a bit better than this
0: Good on you We'll let you get back to it uh, Ben, uh, all the best with the remainder of your round And uh, enjoy the 19th at Shandon Great memories of there as well It is uh, 10.51 here on SENZ uh, We'll be back uh, very shortly With an odds update from the TAB